Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the Fruited Plains, and especially right here in the greater D.C. area. Friends, this is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another terrific Tuesday, Torch Report 241. Friends, everything you did not see coming, it's all going to hit home much sooner than you think. As you know, I'm out on a special mission, uh, secret insider scoops for the members of the Patriot Club who's helped to support this publication for as little as $7 a month, and for all of those listening across the the podcast landscape over there on Spotify and iTunes, etc. Don't forget, you get all the goodies in the articles at thetorchreport.com. Friends, it's time to buckle up. As you know, if you've been following along, yesterday I attended a Freedom Caucus forum that addressed the issues of who gets to make the rules and dove into the many wonky procedural issues that are being used to thwart the will of the American people. For example, the suspension rule allows congressional leadership to to suspend the rules and cast a vote on legislation that nobody has ever read. Yes, friends, you read that correctly. I would really, really like to tell you all about it, but I'm going to have to save that for another time because I just feel like I need some more time to process everything. I got another day of meetings and discussion today. I'm looking forward to, super excited about that. I want to be able to communicate in in an effective manner. So on that note, let's pivot to the bigger issues that are at play right now, the much bigger issues because there is a lot going on. And by the way, if you didn't notice on every screen all across the country, they are still counting ballots. Isn't it amazing how they're still counting ballots, just like in a banana republic? Fabulous. You know, several of the key states still have not finalized their votes, and they're not going to probably for a while. And more and more news outlets are calling the races in favor of Democrats, and it's so exciting. You know, they uh, in many cases, of course, the races are still far from over, which is I don't it's an, uh, mind boggling to me. But anomalies abound, you know, and at this point, Nancy Pelosi is claiming that the Democrats may be able to, in fact, keep both the House and the Senate. And she said that with a straight Face, I kid you not, friends. Meanwhile, I just have to point out, doesn't it seem like the elections were a perfect distraction? You know, everyone got excited. There was going to be a big red wave. But wait, no, it only turned out to be a mirage. And then for the last week, you know, all of the messaging has been how the Republicans underperformed and the ways in which they screwed up. And simultaneously, you know, blatant corruption continues to happen in broad daylight. But nobody's really talking about that, you know. But all of this keeps the saga alive. It keeps people glued to the tube, you know. The sleuths are out there busy tracking down the facts of how the heist was pulled off. The media is hammering home the message of their respective teams, you know, blue team, red team, you know. The politicians are trying to spin this election any way they can, in any fashion that favors their next election without taking any blame for the whole damn debacle, you know. It's, you know, it's all over now. I mean, it's basically said and done. You know, Americans are ready to move forward. We got to get over Trump and appreciate a stable democracy, right? You know, it's only the bitter clingers and the, and the smelly Walmart people and the diehard MAGA extremists who believe that this election was just another sham, right? You know, uh, honestly, friends, I, I gag on such drivel. But that is nonetheless the social programming happening at the moment. So let's just zoom out, zoop, you know, get some big picture perspective here. Because 
while Americans are being programmed to accept another rigged, rigged election, the invisible hand of the global cabal continues to work its magic, advancing the globalist agenda and accelerating the pace of change in this incredible transition. And that's incredible. <laughs> you know, so the question today is, what have we missed in the midst of all of the midterm election shenanigans? And it turns out a lot, you know, always a lot. But you know, honestly, we're always missing out on a lot, right? That's just the nature of being peasants. <laughs> we only know what they want us to know. And even the most rigorous sleuthing uh, can only produce facts that have already escaped the vacuum of the elite planning. Uh, when the closed door decisions have been made, the facts get trickled out you know, from confidential sources and leaks, or occasionally they get spread from, you know, acts of rogue, honest journalism, but that's becoming increasingly rare. At any rate, you know, this is where our puzzle begins, <laughs> you know, picking up these, these different pieces, these different facts. Did you catch the fact, for example, for all uh, friends up in the Northwest here and the hometown crowd, you know, did you catch the fact that California, Oregon, Washington, and Canada's British Columbia just signed a Pacific Coast Climate Compact? Yeah, you know, <laughs> didn't think so. You know, they're calling it the PCC, the Pacific Coast Collaborative, which sounds uh, illustrative. It sounds wonderful. I might have just made that word up, uh, which was it is an international agreement that was actually signed on October 6th when nobody was looking, you know, way ahead of the COP27, which we're going to get to here in a minute. You know, got to remember that the these guys, these political leaders on the left coast are leaders of the progressive insanity, which is why they are committing to accelerate the radical climate agenda. They went to, uh, I'm sorry, they want to accelerate the transition to centralized control. In their own words, reading from the PCC, the Pacific Coast Collaborative Compact, you know, and I quote, rapidly accelerating climate change threatens our communities along the Pacific coast of North America with cascading impacts to economic livelihoods, public health and safety, cultural and social practices, and natural systems from wildfire, drought, heat waves, ocean change, and flooding. We need to continue to inspire accelerated efforts regionally, nationally, and at a global scale. For current generations, kids and grandkids, we must must act now in a way that gives everyone opportunity and security. End quote. How inspiring. How altruistic. How could anyone argue with that? You know, it's just that these guys are the greatest guys ever. I'm so glad that they're leading this radical environmental movement to consolidate control like a bunch of freaking commies. Now, the point in pointing that out was not to argue with the radical environmentalists, but instead to demonstrate how the political circus has provided a perfect distraction for them to accelerate their agenda, which is ultimately driving much of the political process. And embedded within these environmental policies are more commie tactics than you can shake a stick at. You know, <laughs> how's that for a fun phrase? You know, with that in mind, friends, here are three things I want to thread together. One, 
the collapse of the FTX crypto exchange. Well, that's an interesting uh, – what's that all about? There's a lot of story out there, and there should be. Uh, and I'm then two, to talk about the COP27, the radical environmental agenda that's being put together by the globalists at the UN, etc. And then the third thing I want to point out and talk about is the impending energy crisis. Why is America running out of diesel fuel? Because they want to keep fossil fuels in the ground where they belong. But friends, let's first talk about our interconnected world. Our interconnected world. We're all in this together. Kumbaya. The globalists love to talk about how we're all in this together. How the whole world has to fight climate change. How every person everywhere has to do their part to support the UN Sustainable Development Goals in order to save the planet or else. You know, da-da-da, end of the world, right? Do you remember uh, our common agenda? Uh, we talked about that. If you want to brush up uh, Torture Report 189 when police get political and Torture Report 171 when elections won't work, uh, those will help you brush up on the uh, our common agenda being put out there by the global cabal. Okay, They always put it down on paper. They put it out there in words so you can read it for yourself. But in a nutshell, our common agenda outlines the use of digital surveillance and manipulation to influence behavior and control populations. Friends, I'm not making that up. That is a direct quote. Those are th their words, not mine. So it's worth looking into if you have not heard of our common common agenda because it is, in fact, driving the algorithmic social interventions that are uh, manipulating public perception without most people knowing about it. So at any rate, they like to talk about how the uh, the world's economy is deeply interconnected, how international trade and commerce have made the world a smaller place, and how wealth disparity between countries is akin to global scale inequality. And all of this really means that wealthy nations must do their fair share to advance the globalist agenda. Friends, make no mistake, this is all about taking control of production and consumption, i.e. communism, and ushering us into the socialist surveillance state of future Earth. Again, if you've not heard of future Earth, <laughs> click the link there and, and learn a little bit about what's in store for the rest of your life and future generations. Nothing short of the enslavement of humanity. Now, that said, in some sense, all this talk of the uh, interconnected world, it's true. You know, we, we are interconnected. We do need to work together. We do face complex global level problems that will require worldwide collaboration to effectively address and solve these problems. But, 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 wait a minute. That does not mean that everyone agrees on what those problems are, what the root cause of those problems actually are, you know, or what the most practical and effective solutions might be. And this is a major point. I think it's too often overlooked. I believe it's intentionally overlooked. You know, global consensus is a farce. You know, it is a myth, a mirage, a figment of imagination, a lie, an insidious projection of progressive illusions and collective mental delusions. Friends, there is no global consensus. There has never been global consensus and there will never be global consensus. It is not possible to get every person on the planet on the same page at the same time, thinking and believing the same thing holding the same convictions or working toward the same goals, period. Mic drop. You know, let that sink in. You know, that should dispel some of the delusional collective fantasies. But, you know, to some, as I say that, it's just stating the obvious. But to many others, 
to those who suffer from the infectious hive mind, the collective delusions, they believe in consensus. And they believe in consensus with utter certainty. They believe that there is global consensus, that there must be global consensus, that we all must work together for the subjective greater good, whatever the hell that means in any given moment. Now, of course, uh, only the people in power get to define what this collective effort looks like. And only the people in power get to decide what sacrifices you and I must make for the greater good. Only the people in power get to determine the punishment for noncompliance. In short, only the people in power get to make the rules for everybody else's life. And they get to threaten and penalize and ostracize and imprison you if you disagree with their rules. Does that sound fair to you? Doesn't sound fair to me. It sounds like a power struggle. Jeez, you know. Most disturbingly, friends, I think is the fact that they believe that they have the authority. They believe even that they have the moral imperative to control you by force. But that too is a lie. Do not buy it, friends. If they have the right to control you by force, doesn't that make you a slave? I believe that it does. Now, we are not slaves. We are not born to be slaves, nor can we be controlled by force unless we let them control us by force. Their authority is ultimately an illusion. We can resist and resist we must. You know, We have an inherent right to resist, to think differently, and to make our own decisions. That's just part of being a human being. And it's a pretty awesome part of being a human being, having the, the empowering sense of self that says, you know what, this is my self-expression. This is what I want to say. This is what I believe. This is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. It's my own personal choice as a free and independent human being. I can do whatever the hell I want and you can piss off. You know, that is kind of exciting. I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to be a rowdy rebel rouser. I mean, we have to work together and there is collaboration and all that wonderful stuff. But friends, at the root, at the basis of all of the problems in uh, the, the political quagmire, if you will, is this, this independence, the free and independent spirit of every human being in collision with the oppressive evil impulse of tyrants and the commies who are taking over the world. <laughs> so this is why socialism, communism, Marxism, progressivism, you know, all types of collectivism are forms of psychosis. The etymology, again, the inflammation of the mind, they can no longer discern the difference between what they think and actual reality. They are completely detached from reality, living up in their own little world they create in their head, which is not congruent with actual reality, which exists in nature. So centralized control, you know, sacrificing individuality for the sake of the greater good is not the path to peace and stability. Centralized control and sacrificing individuality for the sake of the greater good is the path to perpetual conflict. For as long as there is a small group of power-hungry people who are hell-bent on controlling everybody else, there will always be free and independent people who resist, who rebel, who rise up to cast off their would-be oppressors. Such is the natural cycle of life. It's perfectly observable. It's really irrefutable historical fact if you just look at it, but just, you know, open the eyes and open the mind and think, huh, you know, you're right. Just this is, this is right. Every time they're trying to control people, it's going to lead to con conflict. Yes, 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 now. But friends, I digress because 
Uh, I was going to tell you about how the whole FTX scandal was a money laundering operation that slushed billions of dollars from the Biden administration to the Ukraine under the uh, auspice of foreign aid, who then invested it in the FTX, who then went back to the Democrats uh, in some uh, big political fundraising just in time for the midterms. You know, let that sink in. <laughs> you know, ah, the Biden administration gives a bunch of money to Ukraine. Ukraine gives it to this corrupt, uh, this FTX, this crypto exchange being run by a progressive hack who then ultimately gave the money to the uh, to the Democrats in the midterm and then, you know, absconded with billions of dollars, uh, tanked people's hopes and dreams, and then got away scot-free. So there's a lot to that story. We're not going to get into it. But I was also going to tell you, you know, how the global cabal had gathered to predetermine the course of our lives over the next several decades by leveraging ESG ideology to systematically dismantle national sovereignty under the guise of saving the planet. You know, I was going to point out how this is already underway. I want to talk about it, how it's wreaking havoc on the economies everywhere, leaving people cold and hungry and without gas just in time for winter. And this is happening all around the world, but it's happening right here at home, friends. This is what sustainable development looks like. This is what happens when you keep fossil fuels in the ground. <laughs> you know. Anyway, this is also how economic equality will be achieved. I was going to remind you, friends, that pain is all part of the plan. But in the interest of time and to end uh, on a more lighthearted note here, I want to, I want to leave you – with this little fun historical fact from yesterday. I was up reading uh, last night, and on this day, which was yesterday, November 14th, 1776, British, the British press, so, you know, all the, the, the mainstream media in Great Britain back in the day, they named Ben Franklin, who was this famous, you know, aristocrat, you know, in London, they named him the leader of a rebellion. He was a rebel, you know. Ben Franklin was a genius. He invented all kinds of things. He was a polymath, truly a genius. And people are like, oh, wow, Ben Franklin is such a great guy. But when he said, you know what? You know, I think we should respect the will of these people over there. We shouldn't be taking their money and telling them what to do, that taxation without representation thing, you know. The aristocrats loved him and lavished him with praise right up until he sided with the American rebels who had just declared their independence. And at that point, he became an enemy of the state. Just like that, overnight, it happened. And I think there are many, many lessons in that story. Uh, ben, ben, Benjamin Franklin was a very wise man. You know, He was instrumental in the founding of our country, spelling out the radical social experiment of establishing a free society, a society of free individuals. He spelled it out in the Declaration of Independence. And you know, his timeless wisdom, I think, is perhaps best summed up in these timely words. And I quote to you the words of Benjamin Franklin – they who can they who give up essential liberty to a, obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety so if you're willing to give up your freedom for the illusion of safety you don't deserve freedom or safety that's what he's saying you know and with everything going on in the world friends i believe it would be wise to reflect on this truth <laughs> and that is the message of my heart for today so friends if you're enjoying this podcast please do me the great honor take the time find that little heart click the heart give me some love subscribe if you have not subscribed already and above all else the greatest honor of all is if you would share this podcast with everyone you know friends get out there and embrace this terrific tuesday and i'll look forward to talking to you again soon